0: Welcome to the Warning Trek Power Hour, I'm Andrew Scaff, he's Mike Werman, we're going to talk today about the NFL's Week 12 action, update our ongoing betting competition, talk a little bit about the U.S. World Cup run, uh, and then we'll get into NFL's Week 13 preview, so we'll start where we've been starting the last several weeks anyway, with the uh, most interesting stories of the last week's NFL action, what what did you find most interesting the uh, close games on thanksgiving day chiefs winning fairly easily against the rams going for two to win games instead of going playing for overtime uh or something else entirely what what was most interesting from week 12 well i did enjoy all the thanksgiving games uh last week i i I guess the one game that wasn't that close was the Cowboys Giants, although it ended up being a one-score game. But um, I think, and and the Chiefs game turned out to be pretty boring because it seemed like the Chiefs did not want to score points against the Rams, who they, you know, they, I don't know. Once they got into the red zone, they just decided to run the ball every time or mm-hmm. throw the ball away. It was it wasn't it wasn't. I think some of it was just ineptitude, but I think uh, and good defense by the Rams, but a lot of it, especially the last two drives, were basically the uh, the Chiefs not trying to score and being very gentlemanly, even though the Rams were trying to call timeouts and were wanting the ball back with it down two possessions. Yeah, Um, I don't know why the Chiefs didn't. Like, there's that last one; they're up by twenty-three to ten, and the Rams were calling timeout to try to. Keep the ball and keep it a two possession game. Why the why the Chiefs didn't try to throw the ball into the end zone? Yeah. Um, um, but I guess the most interesting games were the were the ones that uh, were settled by the two point conversion victories, uh, both the Jaguars over the Ravens and the and the Chargers over uh, the, the Cardinals. That may have saved the Chargers. Playoff hopes. I guess it depends on what what they do next week against against um, the Raiders, but they're trying desperately to stay in the playoff race, and that i kept a minute. But yeah, I, you think maybe they would they could have just gone for one and probably held out for overtime, but um, went for two. They were like, I think usually um, Brandon Staley he kind of likes to gamble, and yeah. So I guess this time it paid off for him. Um, what did you find the most interesting this past week? Well, I did not find either of those games interesting because I bet on both of them. and I lost They both cost game. you, yeah. So I was not happy with either of those. I just wanted to see the extra point. And then the correct team to get a touchdown and, and overtime. I felt like you know, that a lot of times. Was- I had stupid plays that uh, cost my team's uh, chances from uh, chances of covering as well. That kind of odd phantom penalty call against uh, the Titans on the field goal attempt by uh, the uh, uh, the Bengals to, uh, to allow them to uh, keep the ball and kneel down and, and win without uh, having to relinquish the ball. And also the really stupid time management that former golden boy uh, Jeff Saturday <laughs> showed that he seems to be beginning a little Worse each week as a as a coach. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just. you think he's gone from from golden boy to washed up in like three weeks? Well, I think from not not even for being golden boy, just from being not even thought of in being like in a discussion to be a coach, to being a golden boy. Yeah. To now being washed up. Yeah, I think I think he has. He's had he's had a roller roller coaster ride really because nobody thought he was very smart hire other maybe than Jim Ursay. I don't even think Jeff Saturday thought he was a smart hire. Uh <laughs> at least if you if he was being honest. Um, but you know, it was one of those things also like, well, maybe you, you know, if you were offered a job that paid a lot of money that maybe you weren't that qualified for, you know, you'd yeah. still probably take it just to just to take it. Um so I don't really fault him for taking that job, but yeah, it was a, it was it's it was puzzling. And then, especially, it wasn't like the end of that of that uh, Steelers game. It wasn't like he only had one timeout, and he wanted to be judicious. He had three timeouts, and, like, you're not going to be able to call them in 30 seconds. You know, like, yeah. it, it, it just made no sense. And they, yeah, they could have, they had, like, three chances they should have called the timeout, and they didn't. They wasted about a minute and a half, and they had to kind of go for it on this crazy fourth down play. And it was just... Um, and really the Colts should have tied the game and then perhaps wanted to to, to, to send my um, uh, to cash my ticket, but yeah, I think those maybe maybe those finishes uh, that, that that cost us our bets were the most infuriating probably of of the week. so maybe that maybe that's interesting in a way. Mm. or or did you, do you think now the um... Maybe the beginning of the Jordan Love era. Actually, it's <laughs> maybe one of the more interesting stories from the week, as uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers went down uh, with a uh, probably an oblique injury. Yeah, I will wonder he, about that. He it looked he, like he was um, wincing a lot on a lot of his pass attempts, and then they, I think they. I think they said it was an oblique injury. This so was his like best anyway, from what how he was acting. Yeah, it was his best game up until that point for a long time anyway this season maybe he had some earlier in the season but he he it just came out that he had a thumb injury that he let slip um this past week or so and so yeah and then yeah then jordan love threw a t- pretty nice touchdown pass um the packers didn't look any worse really with love as the quarterback than rogers but um yeah it's interesting this may, maybe it is the end of the rogers Era. I'm not sure because that's it, it, sort of what happened with Brett Favre. We saw we were a little surprised that the Brett Favre era ended and Rodgers took over. Mm-hmm. I think more. So, I think nobody really knew how good Rogers was going to be. Um, that was mo- maybe that was maybe maybe the maybe the Packers had some inkling, but oftentimes those are just those those moves are done just to move on and try to start a new start fresh. Um, I don't think it was quite like the Mahomes. Smith thing, where I think everybody in the building knew Mahomes was going to be really good. Nobody outside the building seemed to, but like you know, actually trade away uh, Alex Smith and go with Mahomes um, in year two. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe that was the same with Rogers. I don't know, but I don't, I don't like think you were like Mahomes was groomed. It was going to be a one-year transition, and then you know he would only be called in unless you know if there was an injury. He would step up. Yeah. So, otherwise, he was going to have like a like an internship year, basically, right? Yeah, like like the, the Rodgers draft pick for Green Bay, they, like Rodgers just kind of fell to them. He was supposed to go like number one or number two, and nobody picked a quarterback. And then like, oh, here's the best quarterback. And we already have Brett Favre, but let's take him anyway. And that was a little different from, I think that's a little different from even how the Jordan Love situation was handled, where they really, they traded up to get Jordan Love. Yes. Yeah. And so they wanted him as the quarterback, but I think they've, haven't seen really anything that would indicate that he's going to be great but it doesn't mean he's not going to be fine um but i i think i wouldn't be surprised if everybody just wants to get rid of Mm -hmm. rogers he's too much of a headache everybody hates him he's just a jerk did you hear about his um uh this this interview with um deshaun kaiser i think it was deshaun kaiser um where rogers like the first question uh Rodgers asked Deshaun Kaiser when Kaiser was gonna be the backup quarterback in Green Bay, was do you believe in 9-11? And he was a he had this like 9-11 conspiracy that he wanted to pedal? Uh <laughs> I you not hear that this. Yeah, that was that was I saw that today. It was um
1: So he was trying I... he wanted
0: to see if if was it a test to see if he was like impressionable or uh I I think he think, actually Zee Rogers actually is just, is just like a big conspiracy guy. I think Rogers is a big conspiracy guy. I think that's what it is. I think he thinks he's the smartest guy there is, but he's like a he's I think he's smart for a dumb guy, and in football you're around a lot of dumb guys, and you think you're and if you think you're really smart, it it's one of the it's like it's sort of like yeah I think that, I think that's sort of what it is. Um, yeah, I don't. Just because he's he got you know the anti-vax stuff the, oh yeah you know it's 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 not quite as bad as something like Kyrie irving with his you know jew conspiracies and flat earth it's positive but it's i don't the same know i do up with them like as a from the ownership side i think i, I would think that they would just try to get rid of them after yeah. one of those things but like every year it's another one another different completely asinine thing that comes out of uh, you know, that becomes a, that becomes like a whole thing around Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but it's like it's like, yeah, it's one of the things where I think he thinks he's really smart. And maybe he is a little smarter than the average basketball player.
1: Or yeah. like Rogers
0: might be a little smarter than the average football player. Yeah. But when it like but they're You're not getting out of that element into yeah, any it's, other it's, part of society. Yeah, it's 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 a weird um, yeah, uh yeah. So yeah, uh, it's so yeah. Aaron Rodgers um, uh, tested uh, Deshaun Kaiser about
1: um,
0: uh, 9/11. He goes, thing comes so has, out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth. Has Aaron Rodgers' uh, conspiracy about 9/11 been proven wrong though? <laughs> Was do you believe in 9/11? And Kaiser goes, yeah. What? Uh, why wouldn't I? He goes. Rodgers goes, oh, you should read up on that. And I gave him like all this conspiracy. Wow, Literature and stuff. And, and yeah,
1: it's, um, yeah.
0: So, (laughs) so yeah, I I, I could see that uh, he's more trouble than he's worth, probably to to keep maybe at this point, especially given that Green Bay's not successful with him anyway. And maybe they could, maybe they could trade him while he still has a little bit of value, you think? He still has a couple of years left on his contract, I think, right? I think so. I, th- I think he signed a couple year deal not too long ago, maybe even before this season. Because I think he was getting close to the end of the contract before, and then they the pre signing him. Yeah, he's scheduled to make, well, $60 million next year. Crazy. $59.5 I mean, who's going to want that? Who's going to want that? 49.3 in 2024. So, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he signed a three-year, hundred and fifty million dollar deal, basically. So there's just one year left on it. There's two years left. Okay. And so the big years Google? next year where you get sixty million dollars. Wow. Yeah, I mean, who who's going to take that on? Or I mean, they they could restructure it, I guess, but who who would take it on like willingly? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I, don't I don't see where where he can go. Like they like they had the opportunity to try to you know move him to seemingly where it made sense for him to go to Denver. That's why Denver a hired go. That's why Denver hired his drinking buddy, right. But then move never got, you know never happened. And then the coach and then was... they, and then they resigned him to a three year deal. so I don't I don't quite understand what any of that was. Goo, yeah, I don't know. well, and what do you what do you think the um? The 49ers have to be thinking now because, like, they've got to, they may have the best team in the NFC with Garoppolo, and they've already bet their future on, on, on field, on, um, not field, on Trey Lance. Trey Lance, yeah. Well, he's, he's still on a rookie contract. So they, that's yeah. not the most money. Um, there are rumors, I think, that Tom Brady, if he plays another year, would go to San Francisco. Um, and, was that, is that the only way they could get out of keeping Garoppolo longer? Because you'd think they'd think, almost have to keep him for at least a couple of years. Just... I think Garoppolo's just on a one year deal. No, I know, but I mean, he's had this much success there mm-hmm. as anybody has recently. Yeah, has yeah especially not if they want to keep him as a franchise. If you if can, can take him deep into the playoffs multiple times. yeah he's um yeah I don't know what they I think they're stuck with him sort of it's I mean they aren't contractually, but they seem to be like like, like they do they get like, more he, entwined with with him as as being their teacher like you can go to the super Bowl with him or you know, NFC championship two nFC championship games in the last three years and then another threatening run this year, yeah, yeah, it seems like yeah I don't it's it's one of those things where they're like the the 49ers were almost were too good to get a new quarterback. And then the one year they were bad, they picked like the worst guy, yeah. Trey Lance, who hadn't he had played like you know, four games as court, you know, it was, like a ridiculously low number of games at a fair at a division one double A level or something, and hadn't played for over a year with COVID and like and then he hurts himself. So like it was it's yeah, it was a risky and they could have had you know Justin Fields or I guess Mac Jones would have would have just been Garoppolo two 0, but yeah, but um, Fields might have been something. I think he I think he I think he'll end up better. I guess you never know. Maybe Lance will turn into somebody like Jalen Hurts and be that kind of quarterback. But yeah, it's a it's yeah. There's the quarterback like what or like is Russ like what are they going to do about Russell Wilson in Denver next year? Are they going to just hope a new coach? Will fix things. I, I don't know that it can. It's it, to me, it seems like if Russell Wilson could overcome his coach, he would have shown some flash of you know during a game where he just gets fed up and be like, "I'm not running any of these plays. I'm just going to call whatever play I want to call. If he was capable of doing that, he would have done it at least once, right? yeah, you'd think they'd have like a he'd have like a breakout game, but he's but he still only has. Eight touchdown passes on the season. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> so much in like a in like eleven games. That's not uh, not impressive. No, it seems like maybe it seems like maybe Seattle do something that the rest of the league did not. At least that's what it looks like right now. Well, then you have to wonder though too. Is like, was he actually outplaying his ability with in Seattle? with just like the play calling that the, that, um, you know, the the Seattle staff had or I don't know. I think he would, would, cause it seemed like he, it seemed like he wanted to throw a lot more than they were wanting him to. And yeah. he would have decent numbers, but they would, they won a lot of games. Yeah. It was mostly defense, but they also, but when he threw the ball well, he could throw a really good deep ball. And that, so it was always very impressive when he got thrown to those rainbow passes to the, you know, to lock it or to, you okay. know, the other Metcalf or any of the other receivers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those – it's also one of those things where is an NFL season as indicative of – because there's only 16 games.
1: Mm.
0: And, like, if like if you have a slump, in the, in the, like, you can have a slump for a whole season. Whereas I think it's a little harder maybe to have a slump for a whole season in baseball or basketball that people have down years, I guess, but it's not as pronounced because yeah. they have a lot more games to recover. Yeah. I think like in, like in baseball, like a slump, you know, looks worse because you only get a couple of at bats per game. So like, if you go like over 10, you know, that could be across three, four games or if you, you know, throw 10 incomplete passes in a row, you might not even be out of a half yet. So you still have time to recover within a game. Mm right so i yeah i don't i don't know i don't really know that there's there really shouldn't be season-long slumps in football i mean a team might slump well i would think like a, an offensive player especially if it's a quarterback has more ability to control their slump because they can throw shorter passes they can do run plays that are you know just to yeah. get them out of it as long as the coaches like you know realize they can do that anyway but Well, well, basketball players can go through slumps that are multi game. Yeah. For shooting and things like that. Yeah. So maybe it's similar for a quarterback. Maybe. But I mean, usually players sort of like shoot through their. Yeah. But then like four, but after four or five games in the NFL, that's, that's, you know, that's a third of the season. Where, uh, you know, in the NBA, it's only four games out of 82. Yeah. So it doesn't seem as you know. I think I was thinking. I just think because maybe it's each game is so important. Having one bad game is like having several bad games in another sport. But true. Hmm. I don't know. I think. I think the um. Yeah. Russell Wilson's play in Denver may say more about the quality of Seattle's coaching than Denver's like as a team their ability to play would and you Din- denver's coaching staff i don't think much of nor do i think much of uh, the raiders coaching staff but well the raiders are doing better than the broncos they won two in a row you could say yeah but one they, of them was against the broncos the other. <laughs> so right I don't know. that really means a whole lot the broncos gets 40 points
1: so the uh, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers in his contract
0: or Russell Wilson in his contract? Like uh, Aaron Rodgers is closer to retirement, so I'd rather have him. Russell Wilson has four more years in his deal for almost <laughs> as much money as per yeah. year as as Aaron Rodgers is making. So yeah, if there's any chance that that Rodgers decides he retires early, he might be able to get out of that contract even earlier. So I would go I would go that way out. But I think Rodgers has more ability for like having a big game or a big season. I wouldn't want to deal with any of the media that like swirls around him, though. So, well, Russell Wilson just turned 34 years old. Yeah, today this is his birthday. Um, so you'd think that's usually you're still pretty good as a quarterback in your early to mid 30s. At least that's what you know. Lately, you know, okay. we we have. You know, Peyton Manning and Brady and Breeze and yeah. Roethlisberger. And, Brady, know, Brady was just finishing won. the first half of his career at 34. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rogers is 38. He will be 39 in like three days. So he's five years old. Rogers is five years older almost exactly than Wilson. So yeah. Wilson when he finishes his contract will still be will be younger than Aaron
1: Rodgers is right now.
0: He, yeah. So it's but yeah, it seems like he hit a cliff or fell off a cliff much more quickly than a lot of good quarterbacks this yeah. these last 10, 15 years. So yeah, yeah, I guess I guess is this is this from if you are the if you were the Broncos ownership, who would you rather have as a quarterback? Or if you're like the Broncos coach, who would you rather have this quarterback? <laughs> well, yeah, who who am I in this scenario though? I was asking like if... if you if you were a let's say if you were a fan of Okay. The Broncos. Of the Broncos. Ooh, I, I can't uh, I can't I don't think I can even think that way. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> I don't yeah, I wouldn't want either of them, but I guess Roger, okay. you pick Rogers because there's only two years and it's right. Well like that that, that I mean. From the Broncos' perspective, that buys you two seasons to figure out who your quarterback's going to be three years from now, right? And then, um, and, you, and know. you could also say maybe maybe he turns it around. This is just a bad year. Yeah, yeah. I think it, from the Broncos' perspective, they should. I mean, they should have just gotten Rush, right? Now knowing that where they are this season, right? Or they should have tried not not just they should have. Gotten a different coach, I guess, and not tried to get Rodgers. With the, they, they wanted the coach to get bring in Rodgers, and that didn't yeah, end up working. And they got like, this is one of those things where we both thought that it was a bad hire because, you know, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett was an offensive mastermind anywhere. And his, yeah, I think I mean, we talked about his his dad wasn't a very good, um, I think, though, realistically, I would rather have taken Nathaniel Hackett as a coach than the Raiders choosing their coach. Or Justin Daniels. (laughs) Because he's already been proven to be terrible as a coach within the same division. Because he was an awful coach in in Denver. And then he he went elsewhere and was an offensive coordinator and did really well. And then, then the Raiders went and made the same you know bad decision knowing that he wasn't a good coach a good head coach anyway right they already knew that it's not like he was far away in the NFL world that the raiders wouldn't have been aware of him as a coach right they I mean they saw him yeah <laughs> so like they shouldn't have known better there i don't i thought that was at Sometimes
1: least the first at team. least
0: packet would be an unknown at that job right Maybe you have something good, maybe you don't have something good, but you'll find it out relatively quickly and you can move on if it's not right. Yeah. Well, it seems like it seems like McDaniels is probably gonna get another year from what I've heard rumblings from in in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Um Las Vegas, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) It just still seems like Oakland. Yeah. The Chargers still seem like they should be in San Diego. Right. I don't quite do that with the Rams. I don't. I don't pick the. I don't put them in St. Louis
1: as much as I.
0: This has been a few it's more been years. years. Yeah. <laughs> the or the Washington football team. Like, do you still refer to them as? Yeah. Football, I, football team or 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 I I think of them as previous the previous name. The yeah. previous previous name. Yeah, as the, the, as the as Cleveland a, Guardians. Mm, that one's hard too. I don't know. The Guardians. Yeah, it's, the, it's. Yeah. They pick, everybody picks these lame names. It just, I don't know what it's, it's, they're so inoffensive to be. Yeah. Like, they're just bland. They have no, there's no cash. Like, like, like we were talking about Cleveland Spiders would have been a great, great name. I think think so too. And it also would have been connected to Cleveland's baseball past. And it's fun. It's interesting. You kids would like it. You know, it's, it's maybe, uh, maybe some kids would find it frightening, but, it would, still but it's have, a fun, it would still be cool logos, though. Yeah, and it's a fun. It's like it's it's different. It's interesting. It's not just yeah. like like in baseball. What do you guard? You know, there's nothing. I guess the plate if you're a catcher, but you can't do that anymore. You know, it's one of those. Like it doesn't make it like it's. I guess it means it's sort of. They said it means something for people in Cleveland. Like that bridge or whatever, but I think they just kind of the guardians of traffic.
1: I think they just just maybe they
0: were trying to just connect with the Marvel Cinematic Universe somewhat too, with like guardians Guardians of the galaxy. Galaxy. I guess that seemed to be like maybe that's what they were trying to think of, but yeah. I mean, it ended up being just like a really um, not interesting way to keep the old Indians logos by just adding a few extra like (laughs) letters for the. They can keep the D I A N S. Yes, uh, (laughs) the
2: The last five
0: part. They just had to like modify the first, like the you know just one side of the jersey had to change. They could just pull off one half of the patch, yeah, patch on, and it's like it's the same thing. Yeah, that was the commanders. I think they picked because um, they like ownership did not want to change their name at all, so they just didn't care. And they just picked whatever the bland is. But they should have just left it as football team then. If they really I think the, the football there. team was funny. Daniel Snyder's, yeah. yeah. But there were cooler names in their like possible names they chose from that were like on the final list. They were better mm. names than commanders in that in that. Yeah. Group so I don't I don't, I don't yeah. know why they why they chose the I don't like any. I don't well, I think the, there's also the well, the most recent, do you like the Seattle Kraken, the hockey team? nickname i think it's i think it's one of the most interesting names that think sure name. i like las vegas golden knights too i thought was that one was interesting i don't know what i don't know what knights have to do with ice hockey but um, well i think it's because it's, of it's, it's, it's made for cool logos because vegas is you known for its nightlife and there's gl- you know glitziness and things like that so golden knights but then with yeah. a k right. rather than a, and i don't know which <laughs> like I, you're supposed to be a picture of like um you know, suits of armor. But they I do have. So I guess they, they did have the Excalibur Casino in yes. Las yes. Vegas. So that's something. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I it's one of those things where like it seems like it's just been done by committee, and yeah, nobody really thinks it's good, but they kind of talk themselves into it, and they think that any name is. I guess we kind of thought that though, in Kansas City, when they changed the Wizards. Uh, Sporting KC, yeah. Most people thought that was a dumb name, but I think it's caught on. Yeah, it's more—it's more of the traditional soccer club naming scheme, yeah, than what American sports are typically known for. I do think it's funny though. You know, a lot of times it's like a—you know—a team that spo- a, a company that like sponsors the team is what provides the name, and like the uh, for Sporting KC, like the company that owns Sporting KC is called Sporting KC that is created. Specifically to run sporting KC soccer team. Yeah, the it. new like XFL restarting. Have you looked at the team names for those? No, let's check those out. What? are, what are, what are the? So here, here's the list. See, see which names you like of this group. Okay, the Arlington Renegades.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: DC Defenders.
1: Houston Roughnecks.
0: I think those were some of the names that they had a, lot, a couple of years ago. I think so. Yeah. Orlando Guardians. There's a Guardians. Again. Another Guardians? That's stupid.
1: That San one's Antonio
0: dumb. Brahma's? Like the Bulls? Is that like Brahma, Brahma Bulls? or? Bulls. Like, what the, does that uh, have to do Rock, with San Antonio? I think the Rock has a, you know, an ownership. Maybe one of the primary owners of the XFL now, actually, right? Dwayne Johnson. That was one of his nicknames was the, was the Brahma Bull. So he probably... Insisted on that. Okay. The Seattle Sea Dragons. Yeah. St. Louis Battle Hawks. I think that was the old. That was the name they've had. And yeah. The Vegas Vipers. Um, they they're very USFL sounding. Yeah. To me, so like it just sounds it sounds like uh those sound like made up teams. In like a video game from like Nintendo in the '80s that, yeah, you know couldn't couldn't license the real team names, right? So, I guess it's okay. The Vipers is kind of fun. The Roughnecks, I guess, is is oil related. I don't know. We have a Sea Dragons and a Battle Hawks. So like we have like the Seahawks together. And right. Then like the, the stupidest one is the Guardians because we already have a Guardians that it's like that was already stupid and yeah but any different sport i guess guard guardians makes a little more sense in in football yeah if you're, if you're a defensive minded club yeah the dc defenders yeah it's command it's a guardians against the defenders sounds really boring to me because yeah. there's no there's no offense there right yeah you don't want to see them face each other right yeah um I think the Vipers are like the Vipers sounds like, you know, it's, you know, it sounds fun. The Renegades, I think, sounds kind of fun. I, yeah, it just, it's, I don't know. They're fine, I guess. They're, other than the Guardians, I think. I, and Defenders. Yeah, I don't like the, dif- well, I guess it's, it's, at least it's a different name than, than, than Guardian. An already lame MLB team name. Yeah. Like, who thought of that? Like, Was that who okayed this? Yeah, they were the New York Guardians at one point.
1: Yeah, and there was the Tampa Bay Vipers and the Los Angeles Wildcats.
0: So I guess these are just kind of continuations from the previous XFL. So I guess there were the I guess the XFL came up with Guardians slightly before Cleveland came up with. Yeah. Guardians, which makes Cleveland even more lamer,
1: I think. <laughs> but I don't, yeah. I would like to see a decent spring football league, though. Yeah.
0: We want to talk about our, we want to, you want to talk about uh, fall football and we'll talk about our bets. We sort sure. of have, we've sort of touched on those. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, yeah, let's recap our our <laughs> competition. What was, what was your first pick? My first pick was my only winning pick of the week, and that was the Broncos-Panthers under. Uh, I think it was under 35. 35. Is that right? 35. And it looked a little, little dicey for a while because um, Denver scored a touchdown kind of late mm-hmm. and uh, made, the, made the final total 30. 33 33 23 to 10 Panthers won. yeah um so that made it a little bit a little bit iffy and then the Panthers had an opportunity they could have scored at the end uh but they did not kick a field goal to go for the over or touchdown to go for the o- over right um so yeah that 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 one was the mind winner um yeah but i think i think you said Denver's only been over one time this year they're one in 10 against the over under they might have been won nine and one. one nine and one. <laughs> they may have pushed one, I think. Yeah. So I think that maybe, I think that's what it was. Maybe I should have gone for Denver Under again this week, but I, I didn't. But yeah, so that was my that was my one winner. No, one in um, ten. One in ten. One in ten. Well, how about how about you? What was your what was your first? Uh my first well, yeah, I had I had those two games with the uh two point conversion at the uh, end of regulation. Oh, yeah, we talked
1: about those,
0: yeah. Where, um, yeah, Jacksonville could have kicked a field goal to try to go, um, send it to overtime, where I would have liked that to happen, so then Baltimore had a chance to get a touchdown Mm because I had Baltimore minus four. Uh, That did not work out. Uh, Jacksonville ended up winning, getting two-point conversion, winning the game outright in regulation. Uh, Um, Justin Tucker almost uh, kicked a 67-yard field goal. That wouldn't have helped me though. It wouldn't once, have helped you, yeah. once the uh, yeah, once the uh, two bucket version succeeded, my my chances relied entirely on a kick return. yeah, was like the best chance I had anyway for my for my bet anyway. yeah, that was it looked really good from the from the back shot. Um, but uh, yeah, it came up much short, five yards or so short. Yeah, maybe. yeah, it landed the answer. So. Yeah, um, so my my second pick was another of the uh, two point conversion games, uh, where the uh, the Chargers, rather than playing for overtime, decided to uh, go for two, and uh, ended up uh, beating Arizona at the last minute of the game or so. Um, so yeah, that I just it was interesting anyway. That it doesn't happen too often. They happened twice in the NFL, and they were two of the three games that I picked. Yeah, usually the teams – well, I guess usually the teams want to tie and go to overtime, especially if they're playing at home. So I guess the Chargers were on the road. Mm-hmm. But I guess also maybe you can say Jacksonville a young team. that You think that they, they would, didn't fancy their chances against Baltimore in mm. overtime, so maybe that was the better move for both teams. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Staley, he's a, he's a gambler. He likes Hmm. to um, play. He likes. He likes to go with the analytics a lot, which leads to lots of well, leads to results that are not ideal a lot, and those get criticized more than just following through and doing the sort of typical dumb coaching move. Uh, So I think he gets blamed more for his work than otherwise. Because that's why that's why coaches, you know, punt. And rather than go forth, that because they, they feel like oh, it'll be the defense that gets the blame. It won't be me for messing up the play call, um, or something like that. It's 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 a way of it's just mostly shifting blame, and um, it's it's so usually it's, it's, you know, the, it's the, vanity. is what you're saying. Vanity. Yes. Vanity. Um, speaking of, of vanity, uh, Jim Ursay's pick of Jeff Saturday that, that, uh, was was my second. Uh, bet. I guess it was the third, the third in chronology. Um, but it was it 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 like like uh, your uh, two point conversion bets. This these two bets that I lost on the spread were, were fairly similar in that late game irregularities we could say or oddities um, cost my teams from potentially covering uh, the spread. The Colts were favored by two and a half. Uh, they were on the they were driving against the Pittsburgh. You know, what had been a good game. Um, in at least the first half was was really good for um, with the for the Colts were you know were looked pretty good at times, Pittsburgh looked pretty good at times. It mm-hmm. seemed like the Colts were going to tie the game. They were moving the ball down the field, they had like a minute left, and then like for some reason they had three timeouts, none of them were used when time was Running down, and mm. there was a scramble for a fourth down play. And Jeff said, "I didn't call any timeouts, and it was just a stupid clock management." I can't remember. Like, I can't remember when a team had three timeouts and did not, and like, with like under a minute left, did not want to use one of those timeouts. Yeah, um, it, it would have been something you maybe could say. Well, they only had. If it had been one timeout, you could say, "Well, maybe we didn't want to call the timeout. Then we wanted to wait till later." That could have maybe been defensible, but having three when. By that point, you don't even have time to probably call all three timeouts if things go right for you. What is the point of having those timeouts? So you no, can save right. them? Yeah, you can't you take you can't take them with you. So what are you gonna yeah. do? So it was dumb. And the Colts it, maybe they get to apply them next week. They have Yeah, you know, five yeah the Colts Yeah, the Colts failed on fourth down because, well, they could have called timeout and discussed a play. It could have probably called they should have called timeout on the before the third down play or I think Matt Ryan had like an 18-yard scramble and like they just let the clock run down and then ran for it, it was just it was yeah it's just silly and then the uh, so the titans were playing a tough game against the Bengals the Bengals were up by four it looked like they were gonna kick a field goal to go up by seven and you thought well if the Titans can score in the last couple of minutes they can tie the game some overtime the Titans were one and a half point underdogs when I made the bet. But the Titans were called for a strange penalty. They seemed like, I guess it was somewhat similar to the penalty. The Raiders were called on against the chiefs. Mm. um, When like they had a hold on the defensive holding call on a chief's field goal that they missed. Yeah. Chiefs. I was uh, a few weeks ago uh, when the chiefs were hosting the Raiders and then the Titans, I guess they pushed the center too hard after he snapped the ball But like you had mentioned before before we were on the air, like the the official who called it didn't seem like he was really in a position to make that call uh, compared to some of the other people on the field. And uh, that allowed the the Bengals who were already up by four to just kneel down at the end of the game. So there were no, like both of our, I guess all four of our missed bets this week involved squandered um, final minute decisions even though maybe we were headed the wrong way anyway but still it was it was some it was whatever chance we had was extinguished by decisions made off the field. Potentially, yeah. Right. And yeah. It, and it, yeah. It just kind of shows you how razor thin those margins can be in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, and we haven't we haven't discussed your your winning bet. You were you were one and two like like I was one and two this year. This right. This and that one was I took the uh, 49ers favored by nine points at home against New Orleans and they had well, it was a boring six, thirteen point six, thirteen to seven nothing seven, win. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the best way to cover the spread is just don't allow any points and then score whatever you can. And right, that's that seems like a, a winning strategy, right? Yeah, that would have been a nice game to put the under on as well. <laughs> What was the over under on that one? Was it at least it was at least thirty five? That was that was, Denver was the lowest, right? <laughs> um. But I mean, minus nine is a pretty decent spread. Mm-hmm. So the over under had to be relatively high, right? I have it at forty three and a half. That's oh, what surely? I saw. But that may it may have not been. 43, 43 and a half, depending on where. So, um, 43 and a half. That's what this one was, yeah. So It was 30, 30 to 31 points under. Right. Not close. Yes. Yeah. so both of us were one and two this week. So our overall season records are now you're at 15 and 18. Minus $300 on the season. I was at $15, 18 right? Oh, no, that's now, right. No, 16 and $20. Yeah, i am 16 and $20. Oh, I'm minus 400 minus $400. i am at 16 19 and $1. This is the one push. Minus 300 So you have
1: lost uh, $100 less than I have lost over these 12. Correct.
0: Yes. So we are still very close to one's game. We'll see what week thirteen, lucky week thirteen brings for us. I don't know if, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, it, it, it could get, it can get
1: worse for us. We've, 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 we've shown this
0: was a not great week, but it was certainly not our worst week combined. Correct we've been shut out before as a, as a, as a duo even, right? Yeah. We we were on six. I think one week. Yeah. Even one in five we've been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But not great, but we're still, we're still in striking distance of breaking even on the season. Yeah. I I can get to 500 this week. If I got all three picks, right? Yeah. 1919 and one, I could get, I can get, close. Within, within one. Yeah, within one. That's awful, That's awful close. So, yeah. I think we're 19 and 20 yeah. and then be poised for a big week next week. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about uh, next week's bets uh, in a little bit. Uh, do you want to talk about the other football uh,
1: going we're on? An all, and all right football
0: now? week for us. No baseball discussions. No baseball. No, it's uh, football, uh, soccer uh, going on, the World Cup. It's, it's in Qatar, the uh, <laughs> the probably the worst and least likely place that a non-corrupt organization would have uh, their World Cup, given the fact that the country only has maybe 2 million people, and it's very, very tiny, and the World Cup is usually very in- held in a country that's large and has many available stadiums to play in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you know, not even not having it in the Middle East would have been even having the Middle elsewhere in the Middle East, like in Egypt or even Saudi Arabia or someplace that has uh, people uh, and resources that aren't just oil money and bribes. Uh, yeah, usually but, some kind of history of you know a, a past in the sport was usually part of. Yeah, there's, yeah, or or it's or it's a little bit like the United, like when they had the United States, it was a big market, maybe future market for the sport.
1: And yeah. Because
0: even the United States though had made World Cups in the past. Um, Qatar yeah. has not made any. But I don't think the middle I don't think the Qatar um, sports market is going to be is is we you know it was an untapped market or anything like that either. So you could maybe say, oh maybe they'll put it in you know having a World Cup in China would be a thing because China's historically not that great in soccer. Mm-hmm. They've I think they've made a couple World Cups, but you know, it would be like holding it there or in India or someplace like that would, you know, would make sense because that's a very large population. It's a very right. large. Um, you know, it w- that would be a place where you could say the game could grow. Yeah. Well, it ends up being right. the marketing tool to attract new, new. Fans. South Africa maybe was a little bit like that when they had that in South Africa, you know, um, at least you know, getting the African continent more um, visibility and things like that. But yeah. This this Qatar. It come, I guess the games haven't been too bad. Uh, and the games the United States have played in have been very competitive, all three of them. Uh, they tied against Wales, even though that was a game where they should have won. They tied, I was, uh grew, depending on what you want to call it, uh, against England, another game where they may have been the better team, even though England is the better team, but at least in that game, the United States played just as well, mm. or better most of the game. And then today's game against, uh, Iran, the United States, won, and that sent them into the into the second round, into, into the knockout stages, as they call it. Um, did you take away anything from the game against Iran? Um, well, I think probably the biggest thing looking forward is the is ballistics uh, injury. Or yeah, he scored the injury. goal, and then and then was um, seemed like he was hitting the groin uh, as he said scored it was the like goal. A, Pel, like a bruised pelvis, I guess is what they've is they called it. I know the last so. time I saw pelvic it, they called call it an maybe? abdominal injury. Yeah. <laughs> I think they said a little bit more about it later. I think that maybe a bruised belt, hip or something, maybe is what it ended up being. Yeah, pelvic contusion, I've seen. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, going forward, I, that may be the most important thing. The team seems really heavily reliant on him um taking most of the chances really for the team it seems like yeah he's he's their goal scorer i think and most like they don't really have a traditional forward striker who can score goals Pulisic's more of a midfielder but he's more attacking than a lot of the other uh, midfielders on the team uh, are and they been, yeah he was the one who was in the right spot in this game and mm. uh, yeah he's the, he's the least well, most successful player so in in international uh Soccer, really. Uh, so he's he's he's, there. he's, he's the he's he's the biggest name right now that, that that they have. So he, I think, to beat the Netherlands, who they're going to play in round of sixteen, I think he needs to be in there. Um, and, but this is a, again, this, you know, the United States has made it into the into the knockout stages, so they're one of the top sixteen teams in the World Cup. Uh, so that's a pretty good accomplishment. Especially yeah. having not even qualified for the last World Cup. Right? yeah, not even qualified in 2018. So qualifying man. was a big win to start with. And then yeah, they flamed out. And it seems like they're probably the only team from CONCACAF that is going to make it into the second round. Mexico has a very up, a uphill battle. They have to beat Poland tomorrow. And then they have to have a few other things fall their way. Mm. No, they, to beat Saudi Arabia. they beat Saudi Arabia tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And The Poland-Argentina match has to, there's a few different um, scenarios, but I think Mexico right now only has like a 30% chance of advancing, even if they win um, against Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they have to, um, I think they're gonna have to rely on goal differential or rely on an upset by, um, uh, some upset by um, Poland beating, I think I think they can win either if Poland wins or if Argentina wins, but most of in most cases, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, it just you know, um, I did see that there were there were actually some like riots in in Belgium after their loss. was it yesterday For us now, when when this is being recorded anyway? Yeah, yeah, Belgium was, according to FIFA rankings, they were, like number two or three. Yeah, in the world, which seems, which was, In every a good team. there's a lot of really big stars like Inazard and Kevin De Bruyne and and Thibaut you know, Courtois, the goalie. So it's a big; those are big names. But it seems like maybe their best chances had kind of passed them by a couple of World Cups ago. Mm. But yeah, they were still high in the FIFA rankings, and they were, um,
1: beaten. Was it two nil? Even yeah,
0: two to. Uh, Two to one. uh, They lost two. Yeah, two nothing. Two nothing to Morocco. I thought it was two nothing. Yeah, two zero to Morocco. So yeah, to Morocco too, which is seemingly unlikely outcome, right? Yeah, you would think. Well, Morocco is, I guess, one of the better teams in Africa, but um, yeah, for Bel to beat to beat Belgium is 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 a feat. And Belgium, it looks like they have to beat uh, Croatia to advance. Right now, five thirty-eight has Belgium's chances of making it round sixteen at thirty-three percent. They can still win the group if they win. At, if they win against Croatia, they would have six. Points and they would. Uh, mm. I think that. And then, although if Morocco won, they would have seven. So I think I think Morocco has a ninety-one percent chance.
1: Five
0: thirty-eight making. Round of sixteen. Um, Mexico has a sixteen only a sixteen percent chance really making it to the rest They only have one point. They won't they tied um, Poland. Right. They lost to Argentina two-nothing. Two million. And um,
1: yeah, they have to Because so, yeah, because yeah, yeah.
0: Saudi got had that yeah kind of surprising win, right? Didn't they didn't. They, Saudi won their first game against um was it Argentina? Yeah, they beat Argentina. So that that's what throws everything into the mm-hmm. weird scenarios, yeah. right? With the yeah. The, so right, the, right now, the big upset. Yeah. So right now, Poland is on top of the. They are plus two goal differential mexico is at one point minus two so if um mexico beats uh, saudi arabia yeah they have to make up four goals
1: oh wow uh or
0: they would have to have poland beat argentina outright Mm. So Argentina could blow out Poland and Mexico wins and then they would go through or Poland beats Argentina and Poland and Argentina are the two teams that go through Poland and Mexico are the two teams that go through and Argentina doesn't go through, which is also mm-hmm. it seems like a long shot uh it yeah. would be a big flame out for for Lionel Messi who as it seems like maybe headed for MLS in the not too distant future possibly Although although the first article I read made it sound like it was a done deal, and I see today that it was uh that it is not a done deal, It is no agreement has been reached. The Last I heard, yeah, to Miami, uh, yeah, inter 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 Miami, inter Miami, <laughs> no, no. with an I, I wonder, not inter- there was, no. I remember when that when they were the Miami Fusion in MLS about twenty five years ago, and no. they, they were, I think they contracted. And I think uh, I think that was when. Um, Cracky, who was the best player I remember him for the Wizards. And uh, he, I think, was – he went to Miami for, like, one season in the expansion draft or something. I don't know why oh. he went to Miami. But then when Miami, like, died uh, – he just got traded to Miami or something. I don't know. He went to Miami. And then when yeah. Miami contracted, I think they, they reallocated the players and he came back to Kansas City. Okay. for uh, Right here. But, um, but now they have inter – Miami.
1: So Messi might be there.
0: He's a, he's in Paris, Saint
1: Germain right now, but that seems like nobody's really happy to be in Paris Saint-Germain. Other than maybe the M- Mbappe. Um
0: yeah, so we, any other observations on the World Cup? Um Yeah, I if, mean I think well, from the US perspective, I think we should um basically just be happy that that they're even in it. It's still alive. It's still interesting. To the U.S. fans, right? Is that, that that's all I really take from? I'm not I'm would not call myself a big soccer fan, but uh. yeah, still alive. And also, you could say maybe they have bragging rights for North America, given the fact that Canada's out already. Costa mm-hmm. Rica's probably out of it, although they had an interesting win uh, uh, in their game.
1: Um, uh, they 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 you
0: know they they've made it a little bit interesting. It's still possible for Costa Rica to go through. but probably not. Yeah. Um, they they, of, didn't, they haven't lost any games, right? So they, they haven't lost. Yeah. They, they, and this is, I think, the first time ever that they've had two consecutive clean sheets or shutouts in mm-hmm. a World Cup, and it was also the first time, I think, since like 1950 or something that they shut out a European team. When that when uh, it was the first time in a long time uh, that they, when they when it was zero uh, zero against. England, so this is, this has been their, one of their better yeah. better showings. They've, they've kind of scraped through the groups before mm. uh, and they were 2002, they made it to the corner finals.
1: Um,
0: they haven't replicated their success from the first World Cup, the 1930 World Cup where they finished as semi-finalists. I think they were third place uh, in that one or fourth place uh, and so, um, but maybe they can, uh, 538 gives them a 34% chance to beat another one. Uh, Do you have a prediction for that game? Uh, I think the Dutch will probably win but this is not a team this, the Dutch are not as good as they've been in the past they don't have quite the firepower that uh, they did maybe two world Cups ago or 2010 when they uh, made the final against Spain so mm-hmm. they don't they don't have um, the strikers uh, like they like they uh, did before um most of the good players are defense defensive players virgil van Dijk, people like that so um i think if the u.s gets a goal they're you know they have a shot um penalties i guess you know who knows but i i would like to see them score something but i think the dutch will be very difficult mm-hmm. anyway so if they win, it's it's a bonus. I think they're expected to lose, so if they lose, yeah, no big deal. But I think the, the um, England is better than the Netherlands, and they already tied uh, England, so who knows? So, there, so you're saying there's a chance? I think there's a good. I think there's a chance. I think I would say, I think 34% is actually pretty good. Uh, it's one in three, so that's that's not too bad. Uh, there, there have been much larger upsets in this tournament already. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe you, maybe that's um, yeah. There's, yeah, especially you, you saw uh, Argentina lose, you saw um, Germany lose. Uh, a lot of teams have have lost uh, mm-hmm. World Cup, so it's yeah, it's a it's one of those. It's one of those things where you know Australia has has made some noise. Uh, mm-hmm. Belgium's lost a couple of games. Uh uh, Senegal, uh uh went through into the I guess they beat Ecuador today so it's it's I think it's yeah, it's one of the things where soccer is like there are so few goals that are scored, yeah, um, it's somewhat easy I think it's easier for an upset to happen well I, you would think, but uh, it doesn't always seem that way well I think it, it's that's why it seems like kind of like the NCA tournament where it's just one game. Yeah, uh, in the knockout stages, if you can make it into the knockout stages, like this, um, it seems like it's usually the, like, you know, Brazil and France and like all, all the big teams, they they end up, at least two or three of those big teams end up avoiding the upsets and make it into the final. And, um, so like there are enough of those, there are enough of those teams to make it seem like oh, the, the, the rightful winner is going to be there. But it's. Always, I think it's a little bit like the NCAA tournament where, like, you know, two or three of the number one seeds are going to make it to the final four, even yeah. if the other ones are upset. And it seems like, oh, well, you know, Kansas, North Carolina, everybody's ever, you know, that was a game everybody thought was coming. But really, there was a lot of, you know, craziness that led yeah. up to it. And, you know, it just really means that one team has to win. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily a team yeah, that just- plays I don't, I don't, I didn't think soccer was that much of a, that big of an upset, at least anyway. At least when the knockout phase starts, maybe, maybe some in, in the, uh, in the group stages, especially when you get like in, like one of those like group of death sort of things. It's one of those things where like one goal meets, can mean so much. Yeah. It's so hard to score. And like a fluke goal can cause, it can be the difference in a match. And mm. like but if you, you play- usually don't, you have to be fairly decent to even get an attempt at goal, like because like a, a, a team that's really good is going to dominate the ball like the entire game. Yeah, there could be a cool handball though, and ball, you know penalty penalty kick or something yeah. like that. It's like like in ho- like you know like in hockey. Uh, it's you know soccer and hockey are similar, but like you need at least like, three or four goals usually to win. Mm. In hockey, So, like one goal is not going to kill you. Usually. Uh, yeah, and there's, there's at least time to recover and a chance to recover yeah. from a mistake. Yeah. one goal can be everything um so I think that's
1: the lesson usually but it's
0: yeah it's it's yeah it'll be interesting interesting to see what plays out in this in this odd holiday edition of the of the world Cup uh, so I guess the, the um United States plays I think on Saturday against another one's that was that was gonna be the next thing I asked you because I had not looked at when the game was. <laughs> so, good, good to know. Yeah, it's, oh, it's at uh, ten a m Eastern time, nine a m central, so you gotta get get up on Saturday. I'll have to actually get up. yeah. <laughs> I might. We'll see. <laughs> so wh- yeah. what uh, what are you looking forward to in um week? 13 of the NFL. Well, I think there are a lot of interesting matchups. There are a lot of teams that are pretty good going against one another. I think it starts on Thursday with the Bills and Patriots. I'm probably most interested, of course, in the Chiefs-Bengals matchup, given especially given the recent history between those two teams where mm-hmm. the Bengals knocked the Chiefs off twice in relatively close succession. Uh, one to cost the Chiefs number one seed in the playoffs and the second time uh, in the AFC Championship game. Both mm-hmm. of them were big comebacks in the second half. So I think the Chiefs are going to be geared up for that game. It's in Cincinnati. Uh, Jamar Chase looks like he's probably going to come back. So it should be a good game. Um, so that's about the game I'm, I'm most interested in, even outs- outside of our betting uh, world, I, I decided to bet on that game probably uh, because I thought the Chiefs were gonna win. But, um, what are you most looking forward to next week? Yeah, no, week? I know, yeah, from the from the betting perspective, it's not much I really wanted to pick. I had to like was forced to pick games, I think, more than like seeing stuff I like naturally gravitated to. But, there, I know, I know one game is probably not going to be terribly interesting, though, is Bears Packers. <laughs> Maybe backup quarterbacks on both sides of, of the ball on that on that one. Uh, yeah, that well, was that was, a Sunday, that was a Sunday night game at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and now it's. Uh, do you ever look at the five thirty eight game mm-hmm. ratings? I don't. Uh, so they have a rating system of um, like strength of game, strength of game. Yeah, Is that quality quality importance like the bills patriots has an 87 quality okay and then a 91 importance out of 100 so overall it's an 89 so that's like a big you know bills uh, patriots and then like you look at the bengals chiefs game um that's gonna it's even higher i think it should Uh, be higher yeah because they're both teams are have relatively high playoff seeds yeah so yeah quality is 97 importance 90 overall 94 so those are like really high mm. games and like if you look at the, the commanders giants the quality they have only 35 they don't think the giants are that really good but, but, they're the both, but they're both but they're both playoff teams though right now yeah, yeah. that's kind of surprising <laughs> it's based it's based on the rating it's based on their ELO ratings uh yeah. but but the, but it says the uh, importance is 99 in that game because it's a divisional and who's gonna be the last maybe the uh six or seventh seed in the playoffs and stuff okay. like that so overall it's so like they have Like the Dolphins 49ers, the quality is high in that game, 90, but the importance is only 45 because it's an inter conference matchup, and yeah, teams are probably gonna make the playoffs either way. Um, but but the I think the lowest of the low in everything is the Bears, Packers. Actually, it's tied with Browns Texans. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, Jaguars Lions is probably not far off of that one either, is it? Jaguars so so uh bear so. Bears, Packers, Browns, Texans are both eight out of a hundred in quality, three out of a hundred in importance, so overall six on average. Wow. Uh, the J- Jaguars, Lions quality is, is 16, importance is 15. So overall is about six. So like it, it is, they're both really bad. Um,
1: yeah.
0: The Steelers, Falcons is similar, 12 quality, 26 importance, overall 19. So I guess the Falcons are still technically in the division race, so the importance is a little bit higher. Um, Whereas I think yeah, the Packers and Bears are both basically eliminated from the playoffs already. And um, even though the points, even though it's supposed to be a close game, yeah, it's like the worst tied for the worst game next week. Um, and I would say one of the worst games remaining in the season, maybe the worst. Uh, oh, the Cardinals Broncos coming up in a few weeks is pretty bad. Uh, Titans no, lot, that that should, if from from the before the season started, you would expect that should could be a really high quality matchup. But it, the season has not played. Yeah, out. you could have guessed that that would have been good because both of those teams were playoff contenders. Yeah, and um, with, of course the Cardinals have made the playoffs before last year, and so yeah, it's one of it's um, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting little. I think it's interesting to look at what those um metrics are. Um, you know, Chiefs Bengals is the big game. The colt the the Colts Cowboys is interestingly enough 82 in quality, but only 14 in importance. So it's a 48 Sunday night game. So it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. Even if the Cowboys lose, they don't really drop a whole lot. I don't think in the overall.
1: Yeah, it team, seems like maybe so. they
0: drop in the um division race. Mm. There be there, they'd be a couple another game behind the Eagles potentially. Yeah, but I don't think they, they don't actually like lose a spot really. No, they're gonna yeah yeah they're still gonna make the playoffs. I guess they they could end up tied with the Giants. Mm-hmm. I guess, but they beat the Giants. I think so. Yeah, I think they're yeah, still overall it won't matter. Either. Yeah. So yeah, I mean there are there are some interesting matchups and that um Dolphins Forty ers should be should be interesting. It should be an interesting game. Yeah. You uh, made a bet on that one, right? I am making a bet on that one. That's correct. I'm, I'm breaking I make... my 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 trend though, going just on spread. This is I finally am picking an over under, and I think that's the one to pick the over on. Uh, okay. Right now, it's for us uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, the line is uh, forty six and a half, and I I, I think that seems like the game could turn into a shootout. So you went over, I think so too. I think, know, yeah. I think, I think that the 49ers have a good defense, but mm-hmm. it's, teams can't score on them. You know, the Chiefs scored 44 against the 49ers. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: I think the Dolphins have a very good offense. So you think the Dolphins can at least score 24? And if the Niners are favored by three and a half, so a 28 24 game would be. Um. Well, over, well over. Yeah. 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 I don't think that's, I don't think that's out of their all possibility because they also have a very good defense and the 49ers offense, it should be pretty good. Even with, even with Garoppolo, but
1: hmm.
0: I guess Elijah Mitchell got hurt, but McCaffrey's still there. So I think that's a good, I think that's a, I think that's a solid bet, but you never, yes, you never know, but maybe Tua will fold another pressure and it'll be another <laughs> 13 know. to zero type of, uh, I don't fest. think it's going to be that, because I think even last week Miami had what about thirty points in the first half, I think, right? And then they just didn't score in the second half at all, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, they were way ahead against the Texans. Yeah. Speaking of the Texans, uh, my first bet is uh, is on the Texans Browns, one of the lowest quality games we'll see. But it does not that that, that quality match does not take into the fact the human interest story that is Deshaun Watson's return to the NFL after almost two seasons gone, but also his return to Houston, where the Browns are on the road against the Texans, and what will surely be a hostile environment, I would say in many ways, uh, for Watson. Um, I think. He was traded, though, right? Wasn't it an actual trade, or was he... He was traded. Yeah, so he shouldn't be that... Hostile from that. I mean, they wanted him to be a star there. Yeah, well, they wanted him he gone too once, once all that stuff happened. So yeah, I, I think Houston Houston has enough sports controversy with it already mm-hmm. with the cheating Astros scandal, uh-huh. and I guess also the rock you know, the Rockets' usual you know weirdness and. That's. I think the uh, the Texans are just terrible. I think I think this is the one game that I think the fans can get up for uh, is to maybe beat Watson. That would be that would be their season. I think they would be happy uh, with that. So I'm 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 betting on the Texans keeping it close at least. So the Texans are plus seven. I think um, I think that's. I don't know. I'm 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 rooting for chaos in that game, really. So I, I maybe that's more of my heart over my head. Uh, but given the fact that I my head is as wrong as more often than my uh, uh, than it's right. So I, I mean, maybe maybe this sort of uh, wishful fulfillment sort of betting is, isn't going to do any worse for me. So um, I have the Go Texans it. plus seven. Give try. Got to try it. It's a strategy. Yeah, I think my other two games are a little bit like that too. Yeah, my second pick is actually on the Thursday night game, so maybe that should have been my first pick. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Buffalo is favored by four points on the road at New England. Um, to me, that this seems like a game that like Buffalo has to keep pace with Kansas City. They're playing a day before Kansas City or two days before, or three days before, whatever, before Kansas City because it's a Thursday night game. They've got to get the win, I think, to keep the pressure on Kansas City to, to try to get that one seed back. Uh, I think they're not going to take any chances and will be trying to make sure they win handily at New England. Yeah, you could say both of these, this Thursday game, It's both teams are on a full week's rest which is unusual because both teams mm-hmm. played on Thanksgiving so neither of them are on a short week so they have a full both of them have a mm-hmm. full, full week to prepare so you would think maybe this game is not going to be as wacky as, as normal Thursday games because you think yeah. oh, they only had four days to prepare and this yeah. time they, you know Belichick has a week and McGermott uh, has a week uh, to prepare and divisional games it's going to be tough um, yeah I could I could see that again I, I don't have that much trust in the patriots given i don't think their offense is very good and i could i don't see them well, in, I, inconsistent I, 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 at best right yeah their defense has been inconsistent and their offense has been inconsistent yeah it's not, occasionally they pull it together both on both sides of the football and they'll have to do that to uh, be able to beat the bills i think so i,
1: I don't think that's a bad bet what's um, what's
0: your second pick My second pick is, again, another one of my heart picks, maybe, but I also think this in my head, I think, um, and that is the Chiefs-Bengals game. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half on the road. I think the Chiefs are really – I think when they really want to win, they do win in games that are – I think they felt this way against Tampa when they went to Tampa Bay earlier this season. I think when they played the 49ers – they, you know, when they play good opponents on the road, I think they mm-hmm. really want to show up, and they play tend to play down to their level of the opponents a lot, um, especially at home. So I think maybe on the road um, against a, a very good Bengals team, who has is, is kind of on a roll, like Chiefs. I think the Chiefs also want to keep pace above the Bills, especially if the Bills win. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. want to, or the you know they don't want to tie the or the Dolphins. You know, the, either one of them. Um, are uh, both of them are in the battle for the number one seed uh, right now. And the Chiefs, I think, want to stay at least one game above Buffalo, one game above Miami, and then two two above, you know, Cincinnati, um, uh, Baltimore, those, those, those teams. So I think the number one seed is a, is a really important uh, – really more important than it has, you know, been in years past because it's the only buy. So yeah. I think – and I think there's a sort of a revenge game. Uh, for Mahomes and company so I like it, they do seem to come out very motivated in some of these games and you can see like right from the first few plays of the game if if you know Mahomes has that intensity that he had it to be in the beginning of the San Francisco game especially it was uh like another level yeah until they're really going after it I think they're yeah. going after that again too I t- yeah, I think this is. Yeah, this is. I like the Chiefs here. I think the Jamar Chase is back, so it's it's really the Bengals at full strength. But at least maybe maybe Mixon is still iffy, but the running game they didn't they didn't use the running game much against the Chiefs. So it was just Barrow throwing deep to Higgins and to Chase and to mm-hmm. the other other uh, receiving targets. But I like. Yeah, I think I think the Bengals are coming off a big win. On the road, so maybe they're feeling a little uh, very confident uh, as well. So it's it's going to be a tough game. So, but I still like the Chiefs on the road. It's less than a field. It's less than a field goal. So I like I like them to win. So, um, yeah, that's that's one of the nice things for this this particular game is yeah the Chiefs tend to be dealing with these large spreads. So trying to bet on the Chiefs with a spread is more difficult than just winning. Mm -hmm. although they did cover last week even though they had a much yeah i I think the spread is a little lower than it would be otherwise because i think if the chiefs had blown out the rams 43 to 10 or something like that Mm -hmm. the spread would be higher so i think maybe we're getting a little bit of value on the chiefs um on the road i think they left a lot of points on the board against the rams and still forever they can't they won't be able to do that against the Bengals. they'll have to convert some of those field goals and touchdowns but I think they can do that if they actually want to score touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be gentlemanly and just try to avoid embarrassing this team. What's up? As huge fans, mm-hmm. <laughs> my my third pick. I went to the Monday night game coming up: Saints at Bucks. Tampa Bay is favored by three and a half points. Another yeah division rivalry there. Uh, I do think Tampa's going to have to play well enough to maintain their their division lead, and they're going to want to make sure to win this game. I think too. So I'm taking Tampa minus three and a half. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good game. I, even though New Orleans is, since Brady has been at Tampa, uh, has really played Tampa big tough. I don't I don't know if um it didn't seem to be the case as much as this, this last couple of games but yeah i think i think at home especially coming off the loss i think tampa bay wants to really win the division so I, I i think that's a good i think that's good, i think that's a solid bet as well unless maybe you know i don't know who's the who's the quarterback for new orleans you know it's it, they didn't score any points last week mm-hmm. they've been pretty bad lately um it's not it's not enough Taysom hill i think it's pretty much <laughs> what their problem's been is that is that is that safe to make that make that that statement? Well, they, they they haven't gone to Taysom Hill much uh, these last several weeks. He had that no. one breakout game that mm-hmm. cost me a few weeks, uh, maybe six seven weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, maybe that was the was that the Seattle game when they beat the Seahawks thirty nine, thirty two or something like that. Six like seven weeks. He's been uh, pretty quiet since then, though. I don't know. Yeah,
1: Hill is, um, let's see what his stats are. So on a season, Hill only has 31 yards receiving. Is that right?
0: I think so, yeah. I don't I don't think he's been catching any passes. I don't think they've been throwing to him very much. I don't think they've been handing it off to him very much either. So I don't I don't know if he's maybe he's Yeah, he's got four hundred and nine yards. yards rushing. Averaging seven and a half seven over seven yards a carry. I think a lot of that was early though. I don't I don't think he's been getting many carries the last um the last few weeks anyway. In the last five games he's only gotten hundred and thirty three yards. Yeah. So. Yeah, they haven't they haven't gone to him. Lately. But I don't the, I don't think they've been using him as a as a quarterback like at all. Like I don't think he even comes on like under Wildcat formations. I don't think they've been using those. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't I don't yeah, they've given all the money that they're paying him, they aren't they aren't trying to use him. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this is his breakout game, but I think I think I think that's a safe bet with the Buccaneers. Um I'm staying Uh, with nfc uh teams at home like you are uh for my third for my third pick um i'm picking the vikings who are minus three over the Jets. surprising jets led by quarterback mike white uh who has supplanted zach wilson do you think do you think he do you think white uh should challenge for the starting role in new york and if it's based off of the last two weeks it's already his to lose right Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson was terrible a couple weeks ago, and his team averaged about three inches per play uh, <laughs> in, a, in a half of football. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and um, said some not great responses at least in a in a press conference afterwards. Um, and then yeah, then was replaced. Mike White threw for three hundred and twenty-five yards. Yeah, he he, he three touchdowns. He had 150 quarterback rating. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's he's been he's 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 been very productive when he has played, uh, mm. and maybe it really shows that Wilson is not Zach Wilson is not very good. Yeah, I mean the Back. hope the hope if you're the franchise is that you know even if a quarterback isn't performing to what you expect them to, they would at least not say anything. That isn't that they don't want to hear in a press conference after a game is over, right? So at least, at least yeah. say the thing you're supposed to say to appease the franchise, right, and the fan base. But yeah, uh, I mean, he, he didn't like go after anybody, but uh, he didn't. He wasn't like willing to accept any responsibility, I guess. No, um, uh, for his performance. Yeah, Zach Wilson on the year has thrown for 1,279 yards, four touchdowns, five picks. Quarterback rating of 72.6. So, not. It's, and it's all, it's just been really safe, though, right? It's not been. That's not, I mean, those aren't horrible numbers, but they're not. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's not, there's not any chances being taken with numbers like that, right? So... No. He has not had a, he hasn't had one game as good as what White had. You know, it wasn't just. Yeah. So, I think, I still don't, I think, I think, though, that the game that White had is not indicative of his. Future play. I think he's maybe, I think maybe he's better than Wilson, but I think on the road against the Vikings, who are a better team, and I think they've, um, they're coming off a Thanksgiving win. They're, so they have a longer rest uh, than uh, the Jets do. Um, and it's favored by Vikings, favored by three at home. Really, that says the Vikings and the Jets are sort of be even on a neutral field, I don't think that's the mm. case. I, I don't think the NFC is as good as the AFC, but I don't think the Jets are um, really that good. I don't think their offense is good enough. But yeah. do you think Minnesota actually is that good either? I don't know. I don't think I think Minnesota's, I th- I, I think Minnesota's better. I think Minnesota is probably the third best team in the NFC North. <laughs> I think the <laughs> NFC as a whole. I th- I think I think um, San Francisco and Philadelphia are better. I don't know if there's any other team that maybe I guess maybe Dallas since the way they played. But like you could, I think you could make an argument that the, at least they're a top three to four team. Yeah, um, the NFC. I don't think there's any chance really that you could say the Jets are a top three to four team in the AFC. I'm not even sure if you would say the Jets are top. top. I don't think. Like, for even the teams that are on the outside of the playoffs looking in, I don't think the Jets are better than the Chargers. I don't think, um, they're, they're, not they're only separated by like one spot. in the Yeah. I don't think playoff they're better. I, I don't, I don't think they're better than Cincinnati. I don't think they're better than Baltimore. They're not better than Kansas City. They're not better than, Buffalo, even though they beat the Bills. Um, I don't, so like, I think the Jets maybe be Esther like the sixth or seventh best team in the AFC, and they're not better than I think Tennessee. They're either. seventh right now by playoff. Seeding, if it ended right now, right? Yeah. So, so those top six, maybe above them, and the Chargers, maybe. Yeah. And maybe you might even say the Patriots are about as good as the Jets. Um, so, and so maybe third, not third in the AFC, but third in the AFC East is.
1: I guess I didn't, I didn't even say the Dolphins. I didn't
0: even say the Dolphins. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the Jets are a pleasant surprise, but I don't think they're, I think, I think the Vikings are. More of a playoff team. They've been, other than maybe last year, uh, they've they've been a solid NFC team for a couple of for a few years now. So I think um, maybe more than a few years, they're always decent. Um, so I think the Vikings at, at home. They they laid an egg at home against Dallas, and then they um, uh, played a little better at home against New England. So this is a third consecutive home game. So, you know, they relaxed, pro- you know, they've been around, you know, it seems like, I don't know. I, I like, I like, I like, the, I like the Vikings here, I guess. i talking myself into it. And I, I'm just, I feel a little bad than the Mike, I think the Mike White uh, experience. It's, I think still he's maybe better than Wilson, but I don't think, I don't think he's. Is he, has he know. been named the starter going forward for now or is it? Uh, I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, and it's, I don't know if Wilson's going to be the, th- he, was the third, he was the third, he was bumped out of the third quarterback um, behind, um, flacco i think flacco played better this season than than wilson has too so it seems like it's maybe not the jets scheme but it's maybe wilson's uh fault that they don't do so well but i still don't think the jets are that great so um
1: yeah 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 i guess we'll, we'll see what happens i know this weekend yeah any other games that look good to you
0: um I, for some reason, I'm still curious about this Packers Bears game. I don't know why. I know it's like a (laughs) disastrous thing, but uh, for some reason, I'm interested in the guy. I'm curious to see what teams do when, you know, neither team has their, like, has a game plan. Everything's thrown out, right? Like, they're the way that they uh, pictured their seasons uh, with the quarterback they have, you know, once that's thrown out, how do they adapt to that 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 situation? and I, I'm just curious to see what happens with it. I don't expect it to be a good game, but it's it should be interesting to see how it like plays out anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure looking forward to that one, but I could see why you might be. Um, I think I read, there are couple... rooting for chaos is what it is. Right? <laughs> I think there are a couple yeah. of games that we haven't talked about, but at least interesting games. Um, the commanders at the Giants. Um, I think we talked about the Giants as being a potential playoff team, but if they lose at home to the commanders, they might not be a playoff team. And And they have a weird scenario where they, who do they play the week after? Yeah, they play the commanders next. So they would have to go to Washington. So um, you would think that the team that lost at home would lose on the road as well, but maybe not. Yeah. I don't think there's much of a home field advantage in Washington. I don't, I don't think, uh, but maybe they you know they're, they're they're they've been surging under Heineke, and there's also the Titans uh, Eagles game I think is interesting too, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the Titans coming off a loss, and the Eagles still kind of rolling over their relatively weak opponents. I think you know the last time they played a decent team at home. They lost. They when they lost to the uh, commanders. So I think the Titans are much better than the Commanders, mm-hmm. and I think I think they can really give a. And also, I, I don't think the Titans can be run all over in the way that the Eagles like to run. So they would have it would have to be, they would have to pass a lot, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure the Eagles' defense in the Titans is very good, and I don't I don't know if I don't know if the Eagles' passing offense is good if the running game
1: is not working so
0: i'm still i'm still kind of bearish on the eagles yeah this will this will go i think can go a long way to see if the eagles are legit yeah there, there were a couple other like um division rivalry games that you'd think before the season started should be really interesting but they've they're they're not like chargers <laughs> raiders well, you could say the Chargers. You know, if Chargers lose, I think their playoff hopes are really take a um, uh, significant, really, hit anyway, yeah, yeah, significant dent. And if the Raven, if the Raiders win, you can say, well, maybe the Raiders have an outside. You know, they'd be five and seven. Yeah, the Chargers would be six and six. Maybe the Raiders can. They could be caught. They can finish. Who knows? They play the Chiefs. They they have that last game with the Chiefs. Maybe you would say, "Well, the Chiefs have the number one seed locked up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the Raiders are nine and seven. If they if they somehow go on a roll, yep, would they be able to be ten and seven and sneak into the playoffs? Possible. That's, that, that's the uh, um, so the Raiders. Who do they play? They play okay. So they have winnable games. Mm-hmm. Um, home against the Chargers. They beat the Chargers. They play at the Rams. I think that's winnable. Winnable." Home against the Patriots, I, probably impossible. That, interesting game. Yeah. At the Steelers, so the Steelers aren't that great. Yeah. Home against the Forty Nine ers might be really tough. That's that's the toughest of those games that you've listed off so far. Yeah. And then home against the Chiefs to finish. Yeah. So that that's a really tough end to that streak that they need. Yeah, it's a really it's a tough schedule, but not impossible. Yeah, I'd say there's yeah. They they kind of screwed up uh, the easier part of that of their schedule. Like after they once they beat the Texans at the Saints at the Jaguars against the Colts, you think they should have probably won two, at least two out of those three games, yeah. and they lost all three. Yeah. and that really, um, including a shutout at New Orleans, so that really that really sunk I think their chances. But if um, yeah, the Chargers win. I think the Chargers are probably a playoff team, and maybe that saves um, Staley's job. The Chargers' schedule is pretty tough as well, though. At least a couple games. They have at the Raiders, and home against the Dolphins, home against the Titans. Both of those teams are pretty good. At the Colts, who knows? Home against the Rams at Broncos. So, like, yeah, they they have a fairly easy finish, but they really have to get through the yeah. the next three games. If they if they win the next three, you could almost see them winning out mm-hmm. uh, and finishing twelve and five, which you know is a certain definitely. wild card. Spot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it would so, have to be. Yeah, or even if they win two of the next three, eleven and six is going to get them in. Hmm. Yeah, most likely. And then that other interesting game, it seems weird. like they, they seem to be like totally flipped from where you would have expected them anyway. Seahawks at Rams. Yeah. We thought the Rams would be good, repeating Super Bowl champions, and the Seahawks were going to be terrible since they traded away Russell Wilson in there. Right. You know, we're starting Geno Smith. But, but the Seahawks are still fighting for a playoff position. Six and five, even though it isn't bad. But you would, definitely would not have predicted the Rams at three and eight, right? Yeah. And, and also, I think. For, yeah, and, and especially Stafford's out, um, maybe for the rest of the season. Cooper Cup's out the rest of the season, probably. Um, and, they're, and they're maybe facing a tough several years, even. Right? <laughs> having, yeah, they don't any, have they don't have draft pick reinforcements trade away. They really need to hit on like every draft pick in their low uh,
1: draft picks. So it's it's. Um, yeah, the
0: Seahawks have a schedule where they could still you know they have the rams panthers next two games pretty winnable then 49ers chiefs jets those three games are going to be tough for them especially the first two Mm. home against the jets i think they could i think they could take care of and then the rams at home again so i think they have realistically a chance of winning four out of those six games so they could finish 10-7 and in the playoffs Mm-hmm. It might depend on what the NFC East is doing and things like that, but yeah, it's, yeah, really um, strange. Some yeah, some strange scenarios. I, I think, for, especially from what we thought at the beginning of the year.
1: I mean, just because you mentioned
0: Carolina and their, um, you know, Matt Rule was uh, fired from there earlier this season. Did you see where where he may end up? He was hired as the new Nebraska head coach. Yeah. So. I think that's a, he's, he's been a good college coach. He Mm -hmm. uh, was good at Temple. He was good at Baylor and was really good at instituting um, solid turnarounds of uh, programs that were on the, on the skids. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's what Nebraska needs. Although they said that maybe about the last hire when Scott Frost got hired. Yeah. Um, But maybe having an outsider, a non-Nebraska person coming in. Yeah. Nebraska is pretty insular and, but it's also, you know, it's a, chance for rule to really be like a huge hero uh, and have a whole state kind of idolize him. Yeah. And I think given, well, I don't know what the big 10 is going to be like, but they're in right now they're in the West, which is not nearly as good as the Eastern part mm. of the big 10. They don't have Ohio state. They don't have Michigan, you know, Penn state, the top three teams are on the other side. Um, Wisconsin's down, you know, Rest of them, yeah. You know, but um, maybe if USC and UCLA like come in, maybe they'll get rid of the divisions or do something different. But yeah, uh, I think the Nebraska has a yeah. I think they could be the best. You know, I don't think it's that hard to be the better, the best team out of the western half of the Big and, and he, and he has you know, kind of a, an interesting scheme, at least anyway. What He did a Baylor with the you know pretty dynamic offenses. So it'd be nice to see nebraska try to you know bring something like that in and it may be enough to yeah push them at least into the middle of the pack in a in a year or so yeah and a lot of those college college coaches they don't do it well in the nfl mm. they still do very well in college mm. uh, there's a there's like you know, nick saban didn't do so well in the nfl right um, and uh you know Lane kiffin and 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 people like that or uh, chip kelly uh you you've know. been done well anywhere well, Kevin's super well, I guess, at Old Miss now. He's, he's doing very well. There was talk that he may skip town. Did you hear that? You go to Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, I mean, he didn't get picked there anyway, but. I think I think he said that he didn't want it. I don't know if, I, don't, I know, but I mean, there was enough talk about it because he has a tradition of leaving. Here. Yeah. Of just abandoning jobs that he has and frequently yeah. leaving the franchise or or whatever in you know pretty bad disarray yeah on the way like, out. You right? know, or like you know this other like Urban Meyer was terrible in the pros he was good in college or or Bobby Petrino, these kind, of, kind of scandalous coaches that were scared of good college coaches but not uh good in the NFL. Right. So I think maybe rule can uh whatever you hear you by you just you picture the press conference with the neck brace, right? Is that yeah, <laughs> that, I can't think of anything else except that. That's all. That's all <laughs> I can picture, though. It's very strange. Yeah, it's kind of funny that the only college coach that had success in the NFL was Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And
2: um,
1: that's
0: why I... uh, Seattle's coach too, right? Who oh, was... Pete Carroll, I guess. Yeah, because they were they, um because they, they were Harbaugh and, and he were against each other, right, in the Pac-12. And then, yeah, I guess he was. I guess was he at was he at Stanford still then? I mean, I think Stanford and USC, right, were the two. Yeah. Were they weren't they head coaches there? and Then they ended up um, facing off against each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the, in the NFL, yeah, I guess so. Carroll had some success in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go back to. Um, he's a good. He's a good back though, right? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson and people like that that were good in college and then yeah, too. But uh, it, it's been a little while since they've had a yeah. successful. Coach coming from the college ranks. Um, usually it's the, it's usually assistance. Uh, you know, Kingsbury hasn't been so good in Arizona. Um, he was kind of good and then not. And then the teams have faded. Like they do really well in the beginning of the season, maybe because there's only 11 games in the college season and then they fade at the end. I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think just from the coaching perspective, it's so, it's so different. I think if you're, if you're good at recruiting, then you're gonna be at least okay in college. Right? But you don't need mm-hmm. to recruit like you do in, in the pros. So like if that's your skill set, it's gonna be unused at the pro level. So yeah. Um like guys like Saban, um and mm-hmm. um Jim Harbaugh are both apparently really good at recruiting because their teams are always incredible in, in college. So every year it doesn't matter how you know many years in a row, you know, you typically it's a four year cycle for college football. And it's they don't those teams don't go on, you know, four-year cycles are good every year. So yeah they have to be good at recruiting if they're having pretty good teams. That's so, true. But they you just you, that isn't the same strategy in in the pros. No, because the, the, the biggest they're... recruiting thing is probably um, you know, getting ready for, for like the number one draft pick. Yeah, maybe sure the guy free free agents or something. But is going to go number one. You can like get him to go. Yeah, and yeah, a few free agents. But the team isn't built entirely on free agents. There's so many players on a team. That... Yeah, the, and the, ta- the talent levels are so so similar in the NFL. It's really a, it's more X's and O's and um having sometimes just having one superior player like a Mahomes or a Josh Allen or Aaron Donald on the defensive yeah. side or something like that that can really and knowing how to use your timeouts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, final two of the game. Oh, Jeff Saturday. Maybe he'll maybe he'll wear next week. He did he did uh, sort of change his tune. He said he wasn't he he uh, should have used them. Yeah. Could have used them. Yeah. And maybe I, I I I my guess is that he didn't know he had three timeouts. I think maybe he only thought he had one timeout. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. what it was. But uh, you can see him up on the scoreboard how many timeouts. Are. Right. One of those things. <laughs> You think that's what somebody on that on the other end of that headset would be, you know, saying that to him on the sideline too. Yeah. But apparently not. Somebody wow. needs to just be in charge of making that known. I think. Quality. <laughs>
1: Should,
0: we, Should we call timeout now and uh, uh end our end our weekly discussion? That's good. Okay, I think I think uh, I'm looking forward to next week in both the NFL and also in uh, the World Cup. And we'll see how Team USA does, and see how uh, the Chiefs and uh, our, our other betting um, picks uh, do next week, and how anyway just just how the, just how uh, the standings uh, shake out after another week of uh, NFL football. I think it'll be a, a fun weekend. It's starting to get really into crunch time, so when the playoffs uh, start to take shape, so uh, we'll have only a few more weeks of the regular season of the Warning Track Power Hour, but uh, I hope to uh, see everybody uh back uh here again next week and uh until then uh, he i am dr michael Warman, he is dr andrew scamp we are the one track power please like and or subscribe to our uh, podcast or our youtube channel and on that note i bid you good day